Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond Beckdale. And this week it's part one of a two-parter about gaming and girls. Things have changed, I think, more positively for women in gaming, both behind the scenes and what we're going to focus on this week and next, uh, in front of the camera, on and in these more cinematic RPG type games. This part one focuses on the history of female portrayals in games and how finally things are coming round to a more feminist way of thinking. And in particular, we focus on one game that has heralded a new era in female-fronted games. Next week, we'll talk about sex in video games, which is something we can't seem to avoid, and a game that suddenly makes gaming gender neutral. So on we go with part one. Today I thought we could talk about video games. So I have been looking into whether there is a Bechdel test for games because you and I both play video games and recently we have noticed that there are more female heroines or female characters in the gaming world, in the games that we're interested in. And I think that games are so accomplished now and they have so many cutscenes and stories they're almost like movies and tv programs and the same tests and rules and analysis should apply yeah yeah well at least with certain games and i think the game that we'll end up talking about certainly in the film category shall we say yeah the rpgs and yeah. the the big universe games yeah with a playable character who is human or human-like, who has human attributes. Yeah. Um, so, where do we start? Well, I would start at probably one of the first games, one of the most notable and probably most famous games of all time, in the Tomb Raider. Um, been around now for, what, 20, 20 years? More than 20 years? I think, yeah. More than 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite a unique, uh, well, quite an original game. Uh, I, I don't recall there being any games with, with notable female characters in that way before then. It was definitely a breakthrough game. Of course, it was just a great game as well, which always helps. Um, but yeah, Lara Croft, um, the treasure-hunting heroine, English heroine with her English mansion, going around... Um, shooting the hell out of things and meeting people and creatures along the way. What's a man got to do to get that kind of attention from you? It's hard to say exactly. 
But you seem to be doing fine. Well, great. Though truth is, it ain't me that wants you. Oh? No, Miss Jacqueline Natler does. From Natler Technologies. You know, creator of all things bright and beautiful. <laughs> Seal it, Larson. Ma'am. Feast your eyes on this, Laura. How does that make your wallet rumble? I'm sorry. I only play for sport. But the elephant in the room with Tomb Raider is that she looked like a Barbie page three girl. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we have to... There is a certain... There's, we have to be... This, this is a slightly sensitive subject, but ultimately they did animate her with quite large breasts. Oh, in the, yes. Initially, at the very least, back in the, at the beginning. I did not go um, unnoted by a number of observers. There's a certain stereotype of a gamer who is a pimply teenager who would like to spend more time looking at a screen than interacting with yeah. people in real life. Yeah. And Tomb Raider, you know, the brainchild of Eidos, I think, to start with, um, the developers there must have thought, well, this is our target market, and we know that these people who, these mostly boys, I presume, who play this game, uh, want to have puzzle-solving activities, want to have guns, but let's think of something new. And the newness, the U USP, if you will, was that it was a woman, and, and it was a woman who looked amazing in terms of a kind of, yeah, page three Marilyn Monroe figure, but also had the attributes of other treasure hunters in the Indiana Jones yeah, yeah. mould. So it, although it is an elephant, it is a problem that the first really successful female game heroine fitted a stereotype. At the same time, she also probably blasted through those stereotypes with her two guns. Yeah, um, great two guns. Yeah, and the, and the, you know, she had a whole aesthetic, didn't she, with the little shorts and the gun holsters on either side, and that created a million Halloween costumes. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I went to, I went to a Halloween costume party about, I don't know, five years ago or something, where everyone had to dress as something beginning with the letter L, and I think three people did turn up as Lara Croft. And, and were the, they all girls? Yeah, they were all girls, <laughs> but, and, and, and it was that sort of, uh, you know, shortish top with shorts and, and sort of boots and then the guns strapped to the hips and all that kind of thing. But she did, I mean, she does have a lot of sort of action moves. I mean, as you said, she is a sort of female Indiana Jones. I mean, although she's animated in, in a specific way, you know, I, I, I would still say that she's her, her movements as a very sort of male-orientated action star just happens to be a uh, females, as it were. Hmm. So in one sense, she's breaking down the boundaries because the developers are asking, why can't there be a woman who's the protagonist in this game? And she paved the way for the landscape that we have now, which isn't exactly great, but is a lot better than it was 20 years ago, yeah. where it's everybody, I think, was worried, or the, all the male games industry were worried that people wouldn't get behind yeah. a female player character. Yeah. And that wasn't the case at all, because because it was a brilliant game. Yeah, I think yeah. we're lucky in the sense that it combined such a clever, strategic game with having this protagonist and her backstory, which is, you know, spawned two films, and there's another film due to come out, or 
coming out right now with Alicia Vikander, uh, where she has this uh, archaeologist father and is carrying on the legacy. And um, the Indiana Jones treasure hunter thing is just a, is a huge part of it. Um, but, you know, you want her to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And that may have gone somewhere to build relations. Yeah, well, you said it. You said it. I mean, I, I think it's a good game. You know, bottom line of that. So there's an argument there that it doesn't really matter what kind of a, a, a lead character you create, male or female. The game is good. The game is good, um, and therefore you might as well just create fifty percent of them female, fifty percent of them male. It's not going to make any difference. Um, but yeah, it's a good start, really. Um, Two more to that. Yeah, um, and there have been about. 12 to 20 different versions yeah, of that game yeah. now. But unfortunately, I'm not 100% sure that they all passed the Beckdale test. So I think that there are, there, there are a few factors at play here in terms of how can we improve the gaming industry to benefit women. Mm. You have the, the, the characters who... Sorry, the, the staff members who are coders and developers... Um, who are becoming, who are, you know, those roles are being taken by women more and more, yeah. but they certainly weren't before, and I'm pretty sure it's a limited part of the industry. Yeah. Then you have the character, um, who hopefully in itself can push things forward in terms of accepting women in more action-related roles, and also... Um, at being at the heart of the story without it being something yeah. that male players are not interested in and then thirdly whether there can be a gaming Bechdel test because there are other female characters in the Tomb Raider games but they are very few and far between yeah, yeah. she is often she portrayed as a, as a woman in a man's world yes which is well, this is this is the problem because if that's what she's supposed to be doing then how can you possibly pass the Bechdel test yeah. but it is quite easy to make a henchman or a boss or some other non-playable character uh, a woman yeah, and have them yeah. talk about the, the game. In one of the more recent Tomb Raiders, I think this is what the film will be based on, the new wife or the second wife of her father uh, has quite a prominent role in the game. And so they talk to her and she's taking over the business and then possibly she might be responsible for Lara's father's death. Kill an unarmed woman? That would be cold even for you, Lara. Then again, I know why you haven't pulled that trigger. Shoot me and my men will cut you down within seconds. It's the one thing they're better at than you. Shut up, Anna. worth noting that the games have, have, have changed I mean I, I think it I mean I'm struggling a little bit to, to, to remember precisely the original Tomb Raider um, in that I don't really recall there being any too many non-playing characters in that game in any event it just wasn't that kind of game uh, probably, a, there were probably a few but yeah not. and they are male whereas if you there fast might, forward there was a spider boss in one of them two, one or two was if you fast forward to the, to the you know the PS4 versions of uh, Tomb Raider then then you just have it's just a richer environment in which to build up those that kind of. Although one thing I would say is you spend much of like say Rise of the Tomb Raider, you spend much of that killing bad guys, 
bad guys. On the bad guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I always thought, mm, well, yeah. what was the reason why we didn't make half of those women? But, you know. Um, that's the thing. We even have the phrase bad guys. If you have the phrase bad girls, it has a completely different <laughs> meaning. <laughs> so I killed 50 bad yeah. girls today. But then yeah. I, that's a separate subject about how the word, people use the word guys to mean yeah, guys, yeah. guys, guys, course, anyone. Course, yeah. So, um, but, but, you know, male terminology does see, seep its way into both conversation and vernacular and the gaming world. Um, yeah, so she is, she is a door opener. And whether there were any backward steps for the fact that you could get a cheat, which meant you could get her to crawl around on all fours <laughs> naked. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. For the first me. or second doesn't one, say definitely. A lot the program, is that, does it? Yes, exactly. That that's what they made. Um, whereas I don't believe that they have any of those for any male <laughs> game. Crawling around. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we need to take things in the time that they were made. Yeah, she, yeah. even if it was inadvertent, Lara Croft paved the way for male gamers being less scared of women as protag protagonists yeah, in yeah. games and not just as something in Grand Theft Auto like prostitutes mm. or nagging wives and daughters. Like Grand Theft Auto, the whole point of the game is these horrible Sopranos type stereotypes anyway. But particularly, I don't think there's been what five, six now. I don't think they've ever had a female first no, person. No. They might have had, but they've had like missions when you can go into somebody else and do them for a bit. But yeah. it's normally a guy, and he's normally dealing with guys. And that's because games like Tomb Raider, that to the extent that you have interaction between other characters and Grand Theft Auto, are about bad things happening. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that the world believes that bad things are more likely to to be caused by males than females. So on that basis, you know, you, you can argue that it's a compliment to women, but at the same time, it's like, no, you can have an antagonist. We talked about this in the horror episode. Um, you can have an antagonist who's a woman. Yes, you can. They just seem to choose not to, to a certain extent, or for the most part. And it's more, it's more, it's not even so much about whether the, 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 the boss or the, or the chief henchman is a woman or not, which I, I think you do see from time to time. It's more about the just, you do spend an awful lot of time targeting and killing, and it is usually um, male guys, you know, with you know, armoured up with guns and what have you. They're certainly expendable. Yeah. Which is, you know, might be quite insulting to men if they actually thought about it, but mm. the whole point is, is there's a whole kind of separate character which is an expendable... I, I mean, it's a question, ...gun isn't it? for hire who someone has to kill in pursuit of their goal in the game. It, it's a question for programmers, isn't it? To say, well, why did you make all of these expendable characters male? Just out of curiosity, why did you do that? I don't know. I think you probably make a character sleeve and then it's just easy to make it male characters, although you definitely see as games are improving, um, there's more definition and changes in character. Yeah. Because again, um, games as well as being sexist have had a reputation for being racist. Yeah. Um, and so now there's a lot more kind of focus on lead or co-lead characters being yeah. of a different yeah. race or, you know, other genetic makeup than the average white guy. Yeah. What's your name? Laura. Surname? Croft. 
your father's gone. You can pick up where he left off. I see so much of him in you. Brilliant. What do you know about my father? Yeah, the, the other film from that particular that film, sorry, the other game, game. from that particular mm. era um, that I remember playing anyway, and we've talked about before, was um, Resident Evil. Yes. Now the first one had uh, Jill. 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 Jill is, um, and she was a playable character, and um, you could play as her or Chris. Or Chris. Yeah. Harder, so, harder playing as Chris, as I, I always remember. But, uh, uh, I think exactly. that's your sexism coming in there. No, um, as in, as in, I think you've got less, less advantages playing him as in you, you're well, given less to start yeah. with. But the fact um, is, you did have a choice between playing male or female. Yeah, and that was... Um, and Resident Evil came out at a similar time, yeah. the first one, to um, Tomb Raider. So there was definitely a sea change in the yeah. mid to late 90s. Yeah. And... Um, and again, yeah, it was exactly the same thing. You had a gun, therefore there was, to some extent, a levelling of the perceived gender differences in strength and height and all of that. But you still had to problem solve, still had to shoot the zombies, yeah. it was still about your aim and your cleverness of saving bullets and yeah, yeah. running past them yeah. and getting the finding key. Finding green herbs. Finding the green, green herbs, herbs and the red herbs. Um, Miraculous red herbs. Yeah. And again, I think that, you know, and one, one of my favourite bits is when the non-NPC uh, character Barry says, oh, you were nearly a Jill sandwich. But you can't really say to Chris, it's not the same. So um, <laughs> um, I think that that again... And there was no uh, sexiness. She had a slightly, she had a sexy pose. She had the Black Widow Avengers pose on occasion, Jill, um, in the game. But mostly she had a police uniform on. Yeah. So she was not sexualised in a way that Lara Croft was. Yeah, yeah. But she very, I can't think of a single other female character. I don't think there was. I was just trying In the to, early days. No, I was just trying to wrap my brain. It was her, yeah. Chris, that really dodgy Barry with his yeah. incredibly, it was, you know. And yeah. Wesker, Arnold Wesker, yeah. with his cool sunglasses. Yeah. But, and, and a lot of the um, big bosses, uh, big, uh, big boss zombie things, like, were kind of looked male. Yeah. You didn't really see genitalia. Really did you? But they certainly looked like, you know, a, a, a male creature, not a female. Yeah, I mean, I, it's essentially her entire team, whatever happened to them, were, I think it was basically male and her, at least in the original mm -hmm. game. Hurry! This way! Oh, Barry! That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. Um, that may have changed as we went on, yeah, actually. there were other characters. So there was Claire. Claire features later. But then, um, I haven't played all of them, but I absolutely loved Resident Evil 4. Had cottoned on a little bit at that point that maybe they should have some more female characters. And then, to, to be fair, they have always had some in there. So I think that stars Chris. And, no, it's Leon. It's Leon. And Leon has to save... Ashley, and she spends the whole game going, Leon, Leon, um, from Salazar, who is this really creepy, um, 
I don't know, Spanish person who's inhabited this house in this area, which right. I think is in yeah. South America. Um, and there's also this quite sexy assassin, moody assassin called Ada Wong, who assists him. Now, Capcom's Japanese company, a lot of gaming companies, Japanese companies, and I'm going to make a sweeping generalisation now. I don't think Japanese gaming companies are at the forefront of feminism. No, I think they're, they're kind of catering to, well, that, that sort of geeky um, uh, subculture that you were sort of talking about, which I, I don't think is as prevalent as in, in sort of the UK anymore. I think a lot of people just play games because they're fun. Um, I, I still feel as well with Japanese uh, programmers and Japanese game, games makers, it's, I don't know, if you ever watch any anime, you sense it as well, this, this slightly odd, oddity where there's a definite sort yeah. of this inherent amount over, of sexism going on. But. Yeah, that moves over to the creation of characters. So um, Resident Evil 4 was made, was still made about 10, 11 years ago. So maybe that's out of date too. Ada is dressed in like a, a, a dress that's slit up the side and she has a gun around her upper thigh. Um, and she kind of floats, she kind of swings in on a rope and, yeah. you know, she's, she's very cool and it's very pretty. And Ashley, it gets into classic upskirt territory. She oh she has a tiny little outfit, like not school uniform, but like a little suit, which is kind of a, seems to be a Japanese thing. Um, and yeah. she, Leon's always like having to like push her up to get over things and she's always posing in a seductive way and she is a child you know she might she might be like a 12 year old but the whole thing's um a bit distasteful but the game itself she helps out no one's actually obviously saying oh you're a woman i'm surprised or oh you're a girl you can't solve this puzzle so it is from a male perspective. It's very much the male gaze, but you do, ha and I'm not entirely sure how much interaction between two female characters you have, but we've moved on slightly a step, which is you have more than one female character, yeah. and they do do something in yeah. the game. Yeah. Okay. So that's Tomb Raider and Resident Evil, at least. Looking at. By the way, when they made Resident Evil the film, uh, Mila Jovovich, was it? Yeah, she's been in lots of them, uh, at least four. So they, they chose a female lead. I mean, they didn't have to choose a female lead. If you were, it, because it's not set in stone that the lead is uh, uh, a female in the game. I mean, no. it wouldn't have to be. I don't know whether they took the initiative in that from Jill or, or not, or whether they just decided that was the way to go, whether they were going on a Tomb Raider route. I don't know. I don't well, know, I think it's, film, um, it's Paul Anderson, isn't it? Not Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul... I don't know what his middle name is, but he goes by something else, okay. Paul Anderson. And he is married to Mia Bobovich. So I wonder if, um, again, it was a good partnership between them. That he, I don't know if he, he might have cast her first, actually, before they got together. But she's an excellent heroine. Say what you like about films, and I personally do not think they're very good. I don't think for a second anyone thinks she can't pull off the role, or that there should be a Resident Evil with someone playing Chris. Maybe one of the four Chrises. No, no one's ever suggested it. Yeah. No, no. And they keep making sequels, which means the films are making sufficient yeah, must be doing all right. amounts of money. Um, and going back to Tomb Raider, see, I don't think the Resident Evil films are that good. However, I don't hate the Tomb Raider films. I think Angelina Jolie did a good job, because she had the cut glass accent, the figure, and the power. And she, she was moving into action movies at that point. So I think the transition between 
games moving to film is important in terms of seeing if it can reflect back both ways. But a lot of those films could have used, had the opportunity to made the films pass the Bechdel test and they have. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's a shame. But at the same time, I think when people are making movies from computer games, because they notoriously never really live up to the hype, yeah, they probably know. don't like to change the stories too much. Or just don't really think about the stories enough. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a whole different debate as to why any film based on a game or always mm. is always slightly flawed and never really meets expectations. Um, but that's it. Hey, hey, maybe the new Tomb Raider is going to be great for all we know. Um, I'm, I'm sure, well, I don't know if it will be better than the other Tomb Raiders, but I'm sure it will do, do okay because it's had a big budget and. Um, you know, an interesting story because it comes from Rise of Tomb Raider. Yeah. So here we are, the game comes out 2016-17 and there's an opportunity to improve things. Yeah. Similarly with Resident Evil 7, which came out a year or so ago, and not much has changed in terms of female-to-female interaction. With the Bechdel test, um, it seems to me that the hardest part with games is getting the two characters to interact. It's, it's, I think that often with films, you can have two female named characters on screen and they talk to each other, but it's about that. Mm. I think that the problem with gaming is that you have lots of female characters dotted all over the place. They're not really the main character and they don't often interact with each other. And that's where the failing is. I would be happy if they were even talking about the, the man, a, a man, if, it, if he's the protagonist, because that would at least make sense. Well, what are we saying there, though, that um, non-playing characters aren't interacting with each other, is that what we're saying? Uh, female ones aren't. But it's if... not like they don't interact with each other, because many games have huge numbers of NPCs, but the women kind of... Everybody is a stereotype, and they fit into a certain place. They fulfil their role, which is normally talking to other men, and then the, the plot of the game has moved on. Yeah. It's tricky, though, that, isn't it? Because games are, much more than films, games are very much told from a pure first-person perspective. I mean, you, you, you interact as, as whoever you, you happen to be. Um, therefore, any sort of female-to-female interactions can only really be already generally going to be between you as whoever you're playing the protagonist. And, and the, the NPC. Yes. Uh, so you can, you can change it. You yeah. can fix the Bechdel test by having more female protagonists of games. That would probably do it, because all, all you then really need is just some more female NPCs and you're bound to hit your marker. You say that, but it doesn't seem to be happening with no. Tomb Raider. So we need to get over that curve. Well, it's the point we were making before about... I mean, all right, these, these aren't really NPCs, but all the, all the people that you kill are men. Fundamentally, so so it's, it's yeah, that. but you don't even really talk to them. No, you don't. You just kill, you them. Just you just shoot, kill them. them. You just shoot them in the head and yeah. move on. I think um, I can't think of the top of my head about of many games where the uh, big baddie, the big reveal, is a woman. Now, in to- Rise of the Tomb Raider, that is the the um, Kristen Scott Thomas character, the 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 younger wife of her deceased. 
father. Mm. So there, there must be, because I can remember some, there are some scenes in it, there are some cut scenes where she's tied to a chair and she gets hit and they have a conversation. And that character, the, 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 the new second wife, has a henchman, has male henchmen to do their bidding, and there's a guy who's like in charge of the army or what have you. Yeah. Um, but she, there is definitely interaction there. So, so, so maybe something is changing in, in that part of the game. That was, that was so simple to bring in, mm. to just have that other character mm. to be evil. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, am I sensing some history here? Oh, Elena Fisher, last year's model. <laughs> Something which is really passing the Bechdel test and has been hugely enjoyable for me and um, in a similar kind of vein, which is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, so for those uninitiated with Uncharted, the original four films star... Games. Uh, games. The original four games star Nathan Drake as a kind of Indiana Jones-y kind of character. He's a really he's a Lara nice... Croft. He's, a, he's a male Lara Croft. Yeah, he is, but he has he has a little bit more wit and personality yeah, than okay. how they developed with Lara. Lara very much is on a journey, and I think she has some... She has a destiny and some anger, and, you know, there's daddy issues and a few yeah. things there with following on the, the family name, whereas Nathan Drake is an orphan and uh, especially in Uncharted uh, 4, um, uh, which is called... Thief Send? The th uh, a Thief's End. Um, you find out more about his growing up in a boy's home and how that kind of... that, his love for his brother, the fact that their parents were treasure hunters and um, their kind of love for hanging off buildings and getting out of, at night and going on a motorbike led to their love of treasure hunting. The Nathan Drake is, is a much better realised personality on screen than Lara Croft is, in my yeah. opinion. Well, I, I, well, you might even just say it's, maybe it's just your advancements in, in, in game writing, but it's just, it's just, it's just more, mo it's more developed because... It's written like a film almost, but that's what it is. It's his entire backstory and, and all the interactions that he has are effectively uh, written as per film. So yeah, there's what, four of those games? Which take you through the entire Nathan Drake and Sam Drake, his brother, mm -hmm. their, their entire sort of backstory, various things that they find, do, and so on. He gets married at one point. Yeah, so, so, so something to bring in now. So Nathan is the main character. I think Sam only appears in the later games, but in the earlier games, you have Sully, older father figure character, has a cigar, kind of helping him come up with all of these lost treasures they need to find in the Tomb Raider vein. But then you also have Elena, a photographer who he meets and eventually gets married to by yeah, the end yeah. of, by, by the third game, I think, second or third game. And also you have this character, Chloe Fraser. And Chloe Fraser is a, a, a brunette. She kind of dresses in a in a sort of sexy way. She certainly dresses in a more sexual way than Elena does, who is very blonde, all-American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll come and do this, but really I want to go home and bake cookies. But she's, she's still, that's a bit unfair, because she's still quite a good character. But Chloe is a more interesting character because she isn't black and white. You don't really know where her loyalties lie. And I think she's, I haven't seen, I haven't played the first game but she's in Chloe is definitely in two three four and the lost legacy so Chloe starts off as she's always played by the same actress 
she's Australian and she looks very westernised and she has this relationship with nations. She's also a treasure hunter. She, you know, uses her feminine worlds to get her way, but she's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, she's got... She, she's got a slightly sort of almost female version of Nathan Drake sort of coming out, I, I, would, I, I would describe her as. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I, I... The attire that we see her in, all right, it's, it's tight-ish. Not, in the, not in the Lost Legacy. Not in the Lost before Legacy. Before that. Because I yeah, think it's okay. important to make a differentiation between Chloe Fraser before the Lost Legacy and Chloe Fraser in the yeah, Lost okay, Legacy. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she's fairly strong, though. I, I think more than anything, she's quite well, again, one quite well developed, where you're not quite sure what her motives really are. It, it is, it, it does sound suspect at times. She's, <laughs> she's painted as a sort of um, potential enemy of Nathan, but you don't really, really want her to be. And, and you know, as time goes, goes through, it turns out she's really not an enemy, but she, she definitely has her own interests. Which makes her quite a sort of reasonably deep character to, to have in your in your back pocket as you're sort of going through those games. Now, the the Drake connection is very good actually at um, kind of showing how characters in games don't have to be black and white. They can yeah, all have yeah, different desires, yeah. which are not a hundred percent. I'm the evil guy. I'm coming to kill you and take your treasure. It could be. Well, I want this for this reason, and I, well, it, yeah. it speaks to the sort of way that they created Uncharted in general, which is it is done like a film. It it, it is it, not the characters are quite grey. They 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 come up, they come with you with open hands to help you, but actually then they might deceive you halfway through, but then they might help you again later. <laughs> it, they're, they're sort of they're they're human beings. They're then written as, as as very real people. Obviously, it is a game, so we have to sort of suspend our disbelief yeah. to a certain extent. Certainly, when he's hanging off those cliffs. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then the other, of course, the other sort of big, uh, the female character who is the one that is in the Lost Legacy and does appear in the in previous games as predominantly an enemy, but a slightly almost redeemed or partially redeemed enemy is Nadine. Nadine Ross. Nadine Ross. Yeah. So if we go to the Lost Legacy, so Nadine is pretty much the same character from from A Thief's End that she is in Lost Legacy. Um. And um, yeah, so that so in in a thief's end, you're kind of wrapping up the story with Nathan. He's married. He wants to get out of the treasure hunting business. It's too dangerous. And Nadine runs a kind of military unit for hire called Shoreline. Yeah, they're basically mercenaries. Mercenaries. She's very very powerful. Black South African woman. She looks strong. She doesn't take any shit from anyone. And um, she has plenty of fighting. You can you, you can fight her, and she's just as strong as anybody else. She's had all this special military training. Um, yeah, and as you said, she's not necessarily a good guy. Um, so already you have her as an antagonist. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Don't get. I don't remember much interaction again between her and Elena. Um, and I don't remember where Chloe fits in with Nadine. I'm not sure that they have a lot of interaction either. If there is some. It does pass the Bechdel test. It's quite small. Uh, Athesen does at the end because there's, spoiler, a daughter that comes at the end of the game. And so there's some female-to-female talking there. But I don't think that much with Nadine. But she is a very powerful character, more powerful than Chloe. And then the developers kind of became woke and thought, right, (laughs) we're going to make a version of this game where we centre on the female characters. So they bring Nadine in, but Chloe is the main character. 
And this is where I'm really interested in what they did. They realised that it was pretty white, the the casting for yeah, the yeah, previous yeah. games. White male as yeah, well. Yeah, against potentially uh, black or Latino or other racial baddies. So there's some, you know, there's some quite like horrible stereotypes there. Um, and here you have Chloe as essentially your hero. And Chloe is now, they, they have kind of redrawn her face to some extent to make her look Indian. And the game is set in India and it's very much um, a two-hander between Chloe and Nadine. They are the two characters that you can play. They are the ones in this together. But they, they, there, is, there is a bit of conversation about men because Nadine asks... Um, Chloe, what the interaction was with Nathan, because they had a bit of a thing. Um, and there's a couple of things like that. But to be honest, there's that kind of interaction with Nathan Drake and his, his brother yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. There is certainly, like, you know, 95% of the game conversations are the two women talking to each other about furthering the plot of the game, yeah. which is finding treasure, beating this bad guy, um, as I have to get the to get the treasure, driving a jeep, hanging around, all the same things that you get in the Nathan Drake game, except for it's two women. And they're dressed in um, outfits that are, you know, applicable for, for yeah. hunting around in the jungle. Yeah, Big yeah, boots, absolutely. jeans, T-shirts. And there's no nipples, there's no sexy poses. There's an awful lot of beautiful rendering because the gameplay and the, and the development has come on so much. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's quite effective, actually, how, how they've done it. And yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense that the vast majority of the dialogue would actually be nothing to do with Nathan Drake or indeed any of that, because, because there is a more immediate point at hand, which is the plot itself as, as it's unfolding with, you know, uh, Chloe will go through it and say something or other, then Nadine will give her a prompt, which is which is usually, by the way, a prompt for the for the player, uh, more <laughs> often than not, so yeah. you're doing the wrong thing, listen to what the is saying. Um, and then occasionally there's a stray into kind of like talking about the odd thing, but it's, yeah, I agree with you, it, it is vast majority just pure gameplay. But again, there you've got, a, I mean, you're always going to hit your, your markers there, because your primary character is female, and, and then the secondary character is also female, yeah. so you, you're never going to miss it, really. So on the, in terms of the Bechdel test, it's passed with flying colours. In terms of the enjoyability and playability test, Same as Uncharted, I It's say. exactly the same yeah. as Uncharted. You shouldn't feel any different about it. But I think there's something extra which this game brings, apart from the the beautifully rendered um, images that they just look like real people and they look like women, but they don't look like textbook, tiny waist, big boobs, tiny, you know, hips, voluptuous women. They're very much strong women, but they have different figures. Um, Chloe is definitely more your kind of average woman figure and um, Nadine is more strong. You can tell she does military training. And their personalities are different. Yeah. You have this... Um, riffing that a big shout out to the writers because they've really come up with like some funny jokes between them which has always been the really good thing about uncharted is there is a general love and camaraderie that you have with these characters you don't have in a lot of other games because they're they're just the vehicle for you as the player yeah, yeah. but uncharted you're genuinely interested in nathan's or 
Chloe's journey, she has a backstory about, well, she has a backstory about her father as well, but I think we can forgive her that because that's normally how treasure hunters seem to get into the business. I, th- I think it's, I think that's because of the, the cinematic way in which it's been created more than, more than anything. It's probably the most, the game that is most like a film that you probably, even more so than Tomb Raider or Resident Evil, which of course were made films, Uncharted, the, 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 the cutaway scenes are, are, and the dialogue are very much shot as if they're films. And if you're going to do that, you can't get away with just cheap crap. You, you're going to have to throw in a bit of depth in there. Sorry, guys. Didn't bring any bananas with me. Actually, monkeys don't really eat bananas. Oh, come on. Really? I mean, they can, but they don't in the wild. They mostly stick to bugs, nuts, and leaves. Besides, bananas are too sugary. <sighs> My illusions are shattered. Next thing you're going to tell me, there's no Easter Bunny. Oh, no, that's absolutely real. But it's also just their interaction. Like, there's a part where Nadine, like, pushes Chloe into water off a cliff. And it's something that I've never seen two female characters ever do. It's really annoying, that, wasn't it? To climb (laughs) all the way back up. It's not fun for the player character, but for, for me, looking at this in terms of interaction between female characters, it was beautiful to watch because... Why can't they have that interaction? That might be seen as kind of playful or boys messing about, and it's girls messing about. And, um, you know, they fight about who's going to do the driving, and then they talk about control issues, and uh, Nadine is much more serious, and Chloe is always having a joke because she has taken on the Nathan Drake mantle, which is always to have a bit of light-hearted humour. But the entire point of the game is not for either of them to get a man or to really do something for any men except for stop. There are bad Although, guys. Although, sense a bit of tension between no. Sa- Sam and Nadine? Oh, Sam and Nadine. Uh, yes. sexual tension there? I don't know. Yes, because um, they were characters that really didn't like each other and were trying to kill each other yeah. in A Thief's End. So I think they had to kind of develop that as well. It's just, it's, it just shows you that when you have developers and more importantly, game writers who are thinking about making three-dimensional characters it's completely possible not to lose enjoyment in the game yeah but you're actually creating a world and you could i've heard that they're making uncharted or maybe a thief's end into a film and i would like it if they could try and turn lost legacy into a film because i'm not sure i can point to many films that have that dynamic no no I think it shows you how far we've come that in 2017 a game was launched. Well, if you're really lucky, it might make Uncharted into a film, it might do well, and then they will decide a spin-off as well for the Lost I mean, that'd actually be like a huge step when you think about it, just in terms of gaming franchises, I but think, also... Yeah. I think they're, they're missing an audience. I went to see Tomb Raider, I saw both of them, because I was genuinely interested in a powerful female character, plus I liked the game. And... I get very annoyed when I think that the majority of developers assume that one, girls aren't interested, and or two, that boys aren't interested in a girl's storyline. And there are a lot of stereotypes in the world that are created in the minds of young children via computer games. Yeah, yeah. This is a perfect vehicle yeah. for challenging stereotypes or worryingly enforcing them yeah 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 okay so that's uncharted 
Anything else to say on Uncharted no. and, and The Lost Legacy? The Lost Legacy is the pinnacle of Bechdel passing, Bechdel test passing yeah. games. Yeah, if Tomb Raider is the start, The Lost Legacy is the, the ultimate goal, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I, I'm so happy it exists, and long may this spawn yeah. other female-centric games. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a lot of fear-mongering in the gaming commu- community about having female protagonists or having female characters on screen who just have a role. And I think that this will do a lot to stop it. Yeah, yeah. And I think the um, increasingly vivid and lifelike and cinematic uh, games that are coming out will only help this if the developers are thinking about the female characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, nice shot. Persians must have had a trebuchet. Trebuchet? Can't you just say catapult like a normal person? A trebuchet is a type of catapult. It can handle heavier projectiles like this one and fling them longer distances. Right. You learned that in your military training? I looked it up on Wikipedia like a normal person. Thanks so much for listening and making it to the end of the podcast at the beginning and playing us out now is one of the songs from the Lost Legacy soundtrack which you can find online and is a really nice listen. So until next week and part two, goodbye.